I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? I start every day with Spotify's Daily Drive. But this week, after waking up and starting the playlist, I got a push notification that maybe you did as well that let me know that the price I pay for my premium plan is increasing. Yes, it's only by a dollar, but I thought maybe it's time to look around, take a lay of the land and see what other options are out there. After all, there's YouTube, Apple, Amazon, and as of the last few weeks, TikTok. That's right. The addictive video hosting giant has launched a beta basically a subscription-only music streaming service that you can access if you live in Australia, Mexico, Singapore, Indonesia, and Brazil. But music is a really expensive playground to join. And when so many of the incumbents are already losing money, why is TikTok pursuing this line of thinking? It's Friday, the 4th of August, and today I want to know, what is the vision for TikTok music and what stands in its way? I'm joined by Jessica Weatherbed, who's a news writer for The Verge, who's been covering this topic. Jessica, TikTok music is rolling out to Australia, Mexico and Singapore for testing. The video hosting giant has decided to put its toe in the water in subscription only music streaming service. Can you tell me a little bit about what this service is going to be and how long this has been in the works? Yeah, absolutely. So TikTok Music, as they're actually describing it, is a very, very recent thing. They've had kind of like other ventures in music that have like not really gone global, so people don't really recognise them. Uh, they had an application called Reso, uh, which was a very kind of like a similar application. It was a music streaming platform, but I don't believe that ever hit the, um, the US and it didn't roll out to many countries. So since they've introduced TikTok Music, they've actually started phasing that out. I have no idea what the long-term plans are for that because... As much as I thought there'd be a, like a massive buzz about this, TikTok has actually been quite silent on what it's doing in the music industry at the moment. We know that they uh, they introduced it to Indonesia and Brazil on July 6th. That was the, the first time that, as far as I can see, that they actually announced it was a thing. They're probably going to start focusing mostly on this new TikTok music streaming uh, service rather than having all these different like offshoots and little sub-brands that they've been launching because um, they've started pulling their music from uh, Reso now. You've spoken a little bit about how TikTok and how embedded it is with a musical experience. Do you have any information or can you shed any light on how TikTok has had an influence on the music industry? Absolutely. There's a lot of evidence at the minute to say that a lot of the, the music discovery process that goes through with young people is now happening on platforms like TikTok and YouTube. So people are like depending less on the radio to discover music or just word of mouth. And they're now literally just stumbling across artists willingly by chance on online platforms and TikTok makes up quite a specific percentage of that. I feel like TikTok's one of the main platforms where people actually leave the app to go and add music to their library. That's Aldre, whose song Steven Universe has been used in more than 10 million video posts. 
whenever one of my videos went viral, most of the comments were people begging me to release it. That's kind of the culture on TikTok. When they hear something, they, they really want to go listen to it. So I pretty much went from having like, I don't know, just like a few thousand monthly listeners to just a rapid incline for like a year or two straight where it was just steady going up. There was uh, one study that was done by MIDIA Research. Uh, it's a UK-based research firm, but they basically said that TikTok is the second most common source of music discovery for 16 to 19-year-olds. And that, it seems like a very small metric, but when you consider that most of the music discovery is happening by, with young people anyway, that's quite a significant portion. They also published their first US music report, interestingly. I think that was last year, sometime in December. We could see anecdotally there were songs that blew up and went viral on TikTok and then suddenly like just appeared on the on the charts, but there was nothing to intrinsically link the two. But it's now kind of they've said that seventy artists that broke onto the main platform, the TikTok platform, in twenty twenty two went on to sign major label deals. Like it, it's it's now a platform not just for people that want to discover music, but for people that want to obviously get their music out there as well. 176 different songs surpassed a billion video views on TikTok, like as sounds in 2020 as well. So this is a a, a massive uh, place retrospectively for music to be discovered. And not just new artists. There's so much. I, I'm thinking of just like film soundtracks and older classical pieces. And that it's just because that particular trend decides that that's the most appropriate music to go with the trend, whether it be, you know, day in the life or get ready with me or something that has much more of a message. It's so interesting how those things are so linked. It could be old. It could be a, a commercial jingle. It could be, as you say, like some kind of like classical or something. The way it's almost played into meme culture on the platform has really kind of like cemented it so that people find that repetition in their head and they it goes viral. They want to rediscover the music that they may not have listened to ages. So it's a very strange blend of like visuals and music that's benefited it in a way that hasn't really happened with YouTube. YouTube's a far more serious platform and in the sense that you go there and you discover very specific things that you're looking for with TikTok's algorithm, you have no idea what you're gonna get and you have no idea what's gonna what you're gonna get fixated on next, effectively, whatever music comes across your your feed. So they're they're really playing into that, but it's working for them. It's 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 really hard to kind of like argue that it isn't there was um there was another metric that was saying that 90 of the songs that trended in 2020 on the u.s charts uh were from tiktok in in the top uh, 100 and 15 of those reached the number one spot it's like and like those were things that are intrinsically linked to finding their popularity on tiktok as a platform I'll be back with more from Jessica in a moment when I put to her when Spotify is still yet to be profitable and so many content and streaming services find the climate at the moment tough. Why is TikTok pursuing this new avenue? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you. 
Welcome back to The Dive. I'm joined by Jessica Weatherbed, who's a news writer for The Verge, who's been covering this topic. So I think the natural question for me is that we know that Spotify isn't profitable and Apple doesn't split out Apple Music's revenue independently. And we know that there's also Amazon Music, but it does lead to the natural question for me. It seems like music streaming is really hard to get right. Why is TikTok going after this space? As much as Spotify's kind of revenues have been all over the place for the past few years, with their spending and um, with what they're bringing in, like there is still so much money in this industry. And TikTok is kind of in a very strangely unique position where it's almost not unintentionally stumbled into being like kind of a semi-music app anyway. But back in the day when they were first rolling out, the parent company ByteDance uh, purchased a like a, a lip-syncing app basically called Musical.ly, which ended up being kind of absorbed into TikTok as we know it now. It was just a, a lip-syncing platform and music was kind of like the backbone of that. And as a result, it's it's kind of like from the get-go been one of these platforms where Music is just baked into the user experience. People have been using it to discover new artists. And I, I feel like uh, TikTok, ByteDance, like just immediately paid attention to that effectively and went, okay, we've got all of, got over a billion global users. When they discover new music on our platform, the first thing they do if they actually want to keep listening to that is they immediately jump to a rival streaming surface to listen to that. So we're losing all sorts of revenue that way. But also it's not very intuitive for the people that, myself included, are a bit lazy. You don't want to have to jump through hoops to figure out like, oh, who is this artist? What is this song called? And the platform at the minute isn't really built out for that. So I think like them creating a completely dedicated music app to focus on, they're one of the few brands that could probably do it just like as is with the, like, again, over a billion global users are speculated to have. It's just such a strangely unique opportunity. They're saying Spotify's revenue, I think, for the 12 months preceding uh, March 31st, 2023, it was 12.6 billion in revenue. And that was, that was like a 6.7% increase on the previous year. So Spotify is just accumulating money as much as its shareholders might be less than impressed after various earning calls because of how much they're spending elsewhere. But like, that, is a, that is a big slice of pie that TikTok has an opportunity to kind of like pilfer at this point. Crucially, you said, you know, that Spotify is spending elsewhere. And one of those big expenses is, of course, record companies and the rights to play this music. I've got the stats in front of me. TikTok have licensing deals with Sony, Universal and Warner, the big three. And the latest stat I could find said that those three record companies currently control almost 70% of the global market for recorded music. And they also own the three music publishers that control almost 60% of song rights. I have said that TikTok has relationships with all of them. Can you talk a little bit about how important (laughs) these relationships are and how that relationship works as well? In in a sense, uh, you're right. They they control such a massive uh, proportion of the the music industry as a whole, but it's TikTok kind of has the the, the revenue to bankroll that, frankly, at the minute. And it forms as almost kind of like a, a safety net, a backbone as to what the streaming service could become. And TikTok has like advantages outside of that, I think that it wants to focus on. So it's it's a expensive um, overhead for a safety net, I guess, for a streaming company. But if you're going to be going up against uh, like Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, as you say, all companies that already have agreements in place with these uh, the the huge music um, organisations, like, you have to be on an equal platform with them before you can try and dismantle them effectively. 
So off mic, we were having a little chat because I've been trying to get onto the beta testing and obviously I don't use TikTok enough to be seen as someone who, you know, TikTok wants to have on the platform. I know you were, you're based in the UK, so obviously not one of those three countries, Australia, Mexico and Singapore, that's testing, but you have been talking to people who are getting their hands on the product. What do we know so far? It's been notoriously secret, as you said. It's very surprising that they haven't made more of a song and dance about it, honestly, given the kind of like the size of TikTok's platform as is anyway. And like, as, we've, as we've said, like music is such kind of a core experience of being on TikTok anyway. It's formed part of the the culture of the app. Uh, memes over the past few years since it, it's, it's blown up, like it's part of that um, major experience for it. Uh, it it's... Without sounding cheesy, it's kind of it's exactly what you would picture a TikTok founded music streaming service would be. The entire thing has been optimized to kind of like make the most out of music discovery effectively. So all of the, the experiences where we sit there and think that's not very intuitive. I wish that there was just some way that I could discover this artist. That's kind of the point of TikTok music, even though it's, it's going to be a, um, and it is like a completely separate app to TikTok itself. The idea is that the two platforms interlink so that when you find new music or you stumble across a song by chance on the main application, it makes it far easier to discover these new artists on the main TikTok app. And it's got all kind of like the features that a lot of the the rival streaming services didn't launch with initially. Stuff like like lyrics, you've got like the ability to do like not karaoke, but kind of like singing along with your favorite tracks, uh, downloading them so you can listen to them offline. It's... uh, They've designed it kind of like almost in 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 the perfect way to be like right. This is the the exact amount of competitiveness we need to be taken seriously when we bring this to a wider market. It's it's just such a shame that they haven't like discussed more about it in public. It's quite <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's very very hard to see these uh, these features kind of actually being tested in the wild. I've scoured like through YouTube videos and things like that, and it, it does seem like a very small and exclusive group that are actually beta testing the process at the moment. I mean, I shouldn't feel too offended that I've been excluded, but it is interesting that it has been one of those things that's so hard to get our hands on. I know that your job is to report and find the facts, but I am curious about your thoughts on the crystal ball. Do you think that TikTok is going to be able to compete with Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Music? What do you think the future of this might look like? Again, this answer is going to sound like a bit of a cop-up. They have such an uphill battle ahead of them, just off the base of how much of a market share these companies already have. So like Spotify, uh, this might be a very American specific metric. So I I do apologize. At last count, they had like 31, uh, 30% of the entire music streaming industry. Uh, Apple Music just behind that. So you're not going to be as much as like, even if you launch like the most popular app uh, that's got equivalent services, you're not going to appear on the market and just take all of that uh, competition overnight. We've seen that proved uh, quite extensively in the last few months with Twitter. You can launch as many different Twitter clones as you like. You're not going to convince people to just upend and jump over to the platform. But that said, again, TikTok's in like this very strangely unique position to be like one of the only platforms that might be able to do it. Their user base is so incredibly vast and so like already kind of like pre-programmed to be music focused anyway, that it is it, like, yeah, a match made in heaven at this point. You're, you're serving up for TikTok users on a, on a silver platter. Carving a, a space out of the existing market is going to be the difficult thing, but I don't think that TikTok is going to struggle in any way with finding the, the market appeal for what it's offering. The only other issue um, I think they're going to find is that, I, as you mentioned, when you when uh, you kind of like introduced this, it's 
TikTok's offering is subscription only. They're not going to have a a free tier option. And at the minute, I think Spotify's biggest boon is the fact that like if, if you really don't want to pay for a subscription and you can handle listening with ads, you can do that. You don't need to pay for the service. TikTok music isn't going to have an equivalent of that yet. They haven't mentioned. They do keep pressing that this is a subscription only service. That may change uh, with how it's being tested at the minute. As much as it's being tested by what what appears to be kind of like quite small and limited groups, the the countries where they've selected to do the initial testing do make sense. Particularly, I think they said like um, oh, I think Brazil is like TikTok's second biggest market. Um, Indonesia, I think, might be behind that, um, or Singapore. But like, these are these are very like significant markets. Uh, I will confess, I haven't checked uh, Australia. My suspicion is that Australia is being kind of used as a um, let me assess how this is going to do with an English-speaking country uh, in a in a big enough capacity that they don't have to quite roll that out to the UK or the US just yet. But for for everything else, like, these are places where TikTok has already got a very very firm footing. Um, if these are if it's going to go down well anywhere, it's going to go down well here. And we're going to leave it there for today. Have you been successful in getting into the beta test? Please let me know if you are. How to get in touch is in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back on Monday with more of The Dive. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.